guilty of it, because you kind of touched on this. And this is uh, people who never leave the fucking block. Oh, yeah, all the time. Got a few friends. The only time they left the block is that they went to jail. Yeah, you know what? I, I got way too many of those. And I'm going to tell you now, if you can hear me, going to visit your grandmother who lived down south because you lived, like, say, in New York, that's not going on fucking vacation or really leaving. Because you're just going to sit on grandma's stoop. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, yo, going on vacation, I mean, I'm not talking like, like somewhere exotic, like Tahiti or Bora Bora, where it might cost you a couple thousands of dollars to go. You can go on vacation, you can find a decent vacation for $500. I don't care where you go. Go to another state. Go experience different states. I don't care if you go to fucking Iowa. Yeah, there is a fucking thing called, if you, and see, being scared to fly is not an excuse because there's a thing called Amtrak, and if I don't know if everybody's ever heard of it, there's a bus. Yeah. There are buses. You know what? I knew I knew guys, man, who would have, like, a stable vacation for the year. So you got five, six weeks, and you ask them, what are you doing? Where are you going? Oh, man, I'm just going to chill out at home. Now, I can understand that if you're tired and you're like, you fucking dig ditches for a living. But what do you work for? You know, what do you work for? I'm like, I work, I have to go on vacation at least once a year. Minimum once a year. Isn't there times where I was dead broke, but I still have my vacation plan for that year? Because I need to get away. And see, I, I, I have a major problem with uh, a fucking grown person, and you ain't been on a plane in 10 years. There's something wrong. You gotta reevaluate what you're doing with your life. I mean, when you get, you're supposed to have these fucking memories, man. You want something to smile about. And what kind of woman is accepting this? Say you're a dude, you're dating one chick, you're dating her for five years, and the most y'all ever do is go to Red Lobster. That's a big thing. And you only do that around tax season. What the fuck are you doing with your money, man? You know I, mean? I had a, 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 I know a girl who, who posted on Facebook was, oh, my man surprised me. He taking me out. So he, he taking me out for dinner. And then a couple of hours later, she posts pictures at Chipotle. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like no. you bragging on Facebook that your man taking you out for a $10 dinner? You know what? Chipotle is not taking anybody out. Now, see, you gave me something to go on here. I've been with this woman for like 22 years, going on 20, no, damn it, 23 years, going on 21 years of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Until we got deep, and I'm talking, I am talking, uh, only vacation, right? Yep. I have never took her to a fast food restaurant. Okay. Ever. It's just not acceptable. If we going out to eat, that does not mean McDonald's, Burger King, White Castle, <laughs> because to her, that's some shit you could do at lunchtime on your own. Yeah, or you could say, we're not going out to eat. I'm going to just go grab you something to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done that a million times. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying that I haven't ordered pizzas and Chinese food. No, that, that would be fraudulent. But as far as like, okay, we're going to go to a movie. Okay, put it this way. If we went to a movie, 
we would find a restaurant, even if it's not a top-notch restaurant, because we've been to the Nobles. Yeah. But we would never say, okay, baby, I want to take you to Burger King for dinner. That's yeah. some, to me, that's what you do when you 14 of your first dates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even have done that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, most I could take you is a uh, BBQs or something. See, you had BBQs in my day. I had beef steak Charlie's. Okay. <laughs> beef steak Charlie was my go-to when I was young, and I wanted to seem like I was doing something because at least it was a place you had on a shirt and a pair of slacks, and a woman could order a steak and shit. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no fucking double cheeseburgers. And he personally, man. Number three, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah a combo. Comes to your table. <laughs> or even if you go out to Chinese, and I have taken me and my wife have went out to Chinese, but it has not been the fucking hole in the wall around the corner. Yeah, I would never sit in there. Whole guarded or hungies. We would actually go to Chinatown. You know, would you actually have a ton of Chinese people, and you're sitting in a Chinese, a real Chinese restaurant in Chinatown? Yeah, I I don't get it. It's either I don't know. First off, I don't know why you would brag about that on social media. If you post a picture hours later of you at some fast food restaurant, that's some. And she probably banged them thoroughly that night. She gave him the special. <laughs> she gave him the, for the extra guacamole. <laughs> gave him the the round the round the world special. Now that's some real. You know. You know what? There's some ghetto shit, man, that just don't make sense, and that's kind of ghetto and don't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I can understand hey, when we come back to the vacations. If you have a, a fear of airplane, cool, whatever. But at least don't say you have the fear if you've never been there before. At least try it once. And if you don't like it, take a short flight. Fly the fucking New York from New York to Washington, Maryland, Washington, yeah. whatever. And I'm going to tell you that. You didn't like it. I personally, I've flown so many times in my life, and it's still sometimes not the most comfortable experience. Yeah. But I, the way I look at it is, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but this is the way I look at it. I am not that kind of lucky that I die in a plane crash. Because think about it. The people that die in a plane crash, everybody that knows them will remember them forever. Yeah. It, it kind of is kind of an infamous thing because not like we all know somebody who's that's happened to. Yeah, I know one, but yeah, I know one indirectly because I yeah. kind of just heard the story. Yeah, yeah, but but it's, it's very rare that you hear that there's a um the 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 what do they call it like the airbuses? It's, it's when you hear about the the like plane plane crashes, at least in the United States, it's always like the private jets. Um, big ass bones. You very rarely hear about domestic flights going down. And you know what? I know a, a good buddy of mine's mother actually calmed me down from flying. She is a stewardess for like 30 years, right? And, you know, 30 years, you imagine how many flights she's been on? Yeah. And she always says, what you need to worry about is that first 10 minutes. And that last 10 minutes. Yeah. Anything in between. And I actually watched the program. And it was because, let me say, two years ago, two years ago, me and my wife flew in hellacious 
turbulence. Hellacious. And I am talking, man, we it felt like it literally felt like we were falling. Yes, yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's the worst though. <laughs> now, the thing about it, I'm gonna give this woman credit. She always says, and I guess she really means it at her heart, it's out of my control. So I don't worry about it. Because she be like, you don't even see a fucking expression on her face. And me, like a little pussy, I be holding her hand. Ah! <laughs> I ain't lying. I, okay. I reach right over, I hold her hand and be like, oh, man. She, she'll rub my arm like, relax, jackass. It's nothing you can do. So Yeah, I was on a flight like that that was like uh, the very first episode of Lost. Yeah. I was like, oh my, and I had no one with me either, so it made it even worse. Oh, see, there's nobody to hold on to. <laughs> see, I, had, I, I, I held on. I mean, and this shit was, okay, we were down here. So I knew it was about maybe two, three years ago. And what happened was there were storms all through. We have to fly over Kansas and Kentucky to get to Vegas. And this fucking thing, for two hours... Blue, blue, blue. And this guy was like, you know what? I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid it, but there is nothing that I can do. I can't go above it. I can't go below it. We just got to deal with it. And then I had that bad airplane piss feeling, <laughs> you know, but I couldn't get out of my chair because the plane felt like it was rocking. So what I did was when I got home, I, I actually watched a video about turbulence. And it is like, it's all in people's mind. See, in your mind, you start thinking this thing is going to fall apart. Yeah. It's going to crash. And it's like, you know what? It's impossible. It's not going to happen. So if you take that fear out of your mind, you know, and now I'm not good. I'll tell you now, there are places she wants to go. I'm not willing to go. I'm not willing to go to Australia because I don't have 13, 16 hours of my life at a plane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got connect. But then I gotta come back. I, I wouldn't mind it if I could say I, if we fly to like, and we was gonna fly to Hawaii. There's direct flights that leave from New York, but it's twelve hours straight. I didn't know if I could do twelve hours on the plane, so I was like, well, I'll fly to California and then get back on another flight. Well, you know what? Fuck that. You get to California and you stay two days before you go to Hawaii. Uh, See, now that I'll do. You know, I'll fly to Europe to get to, or, or Asia to get to Australia, but that's straight flight. I mean, I had a buddy of mine who flew to India. Yeah, he was like 18 hours. Yeah, I just had a friend that went to Japan, and he said the flight was going to be super long. I was like, I don't know how you can do it. I think after a while, you would need to get up and walk around the plane. You can't yeah. sit in that seat. But you know what? Those are those big, super huge planes. Like, okay, America, we don't even see them too much anymore. That's the big three rolls, that middle roll. Yeah, he went to um, Dubai, and they flew Emirates. He's like, oh, man, that was the best plane he's ever been on in his life. But you can walk around. You can lay down. It's, it was pretty high tech. Matter of fact, what is that? Uh, the last time that I uh, actually um, was on a big DC-type plane, I was going to Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah. Normally, the international flights are a little larger. And I'm going to tell you that. I have a question. When you, when you do vacation, are you like a sightseeing person? 
Oh, you know how? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a. It's a mixture. Uh, I have things that I like to do all the time. I have places I like to visit, clubs I like to see. You know, shopping, food, you know, restaurants. But oh yeah, I bring a camera and I take pictures. Uh, but it's not like I go out of my way to sightsee. Like I have seen those fountains 962 times. If I miss the fountain, I'm not gonna make a trip to go see the fountain. But if I walk by and I know it starts in five minutes, I'll wait and, and look at it. Yeah, that's like a, that's how it is. I am. But I'm not a like I'm not going to see. I'm not taking a special trip to go see the pyramids. Like we went somewhere one time, I think it was in Mexico, and, they, and a bunch of people wanted to see the pyramids. And I'm like, listen, that's a whole day adventure. I'm not wasting my entire day to go see pyramids. I'll catch y'all when y'all come back. I'll catch the pyramids on History Channel. No, I, I will say, and that goes back to me in this Dominican trip. My first time ever going to Dominican Republic. I went with a coworker. Yeah. And we get on the we get on the plane. And happens to be a major drug dealer on the plane. I don't know the guy. She knows the guy just from reputation alone that this is some big time player. Some way or another, this fucking guy starts talking to me. That's me to come over, sit down with him, and I come sit. He's a total stranger. So they break out, uh, uh, Brigal. I never even seen fucking Brugal. Oh, Brugal, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're on the plane drinking Brugal, and then they pull out cocaine. Oh. And, I mean, they pull out cocaine and put it right on the tray, uh, the, 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 the serving table, and right in the middle of the plane, they're getting high as a kite. And she kept saying, you got to stay away from these guys. So this guy eventually says, hey, listen, where are you staying? Now, I never, I've been to the Dominican Republic four times. I have never stayed in a resort. I always stayed with real Dominicans in their homes. Yeah, yeah, same with me. Uh, I only been one time, but yeah, I stayed at a friend's house. So I stayed, I would stay with her abuela or Tia. And so we were in Santa Domingo. And this fucking guy pulls up with four Mercedes Benz. Four Mercedes. And she was like, listen, if you drive a Mercedes in 1984 in the Dominican Republic, brand new, you are a bad man. <laughs> so I had to kind of blow this guy off. But I did keep in contact with him. What he did was he owned a, a shitload of chop shops up in the Bronx. But they were all coked in uh, hiding places. Yeah. But she was like, the best thing that you ever did was not go with this guy. Because ne- I might have never seen you again. Yep, uh, we got in a taxi like that in Mexico. He was offering us all types of things. Like, I want to hang out. No, thank you. So when we uh, we are in Dominican Republic, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I see I didn't know about this. I guess they take visiting the grave sites real serious down there. Oh, okay. Now, they got a fucking graveyard in Dominican Republic in Santa Domingo that must be the size of Central Park. <laughs> so they come up with this bright idea. You talking tourism shit? Now, I, I wish somebody Dominican could tell me who and where this place is. There's this big, like, monument that has, like, a tram line in one of the capitals. Mm-hmm. And you got to walk these fucking steps like it seems like you're walking this Mayan 
this Mayan thing. Now, I have a problem with huge things. Anybody that's ever been around me will know that. I don't like to stand next to humongous things by myself. Meaning, like, if I was to stand alone next to a plane, in a say, in a, in a tarmac, yeah. and nobody was around, I would get petrified, frozen. I couldn't move. Somebody would have to actually come and drag me out. <laughs> I can't stand next to real big, like a huge statue. Just me and a, a statue alone. Yeah. For some reason, my legs won't work. I won't be able to move. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, they took me up this fucking thing. I made it up. It's got no railings. And it's like a thousand steps, it seems, going down. Do you know in front of like 4,000 people, I had to go ask the step, ask the step, ask the step to get there? <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing I ever did in my life. Oh, now, I, call my, I consider myself to be a semi-tough guy, but I'm, I'm watching kids run down the steps. I had to literally put my ass on each step, hold my hands behind me, and go ask the step, ask the step, all the way down <laughs> like 300 steps. <laughs> That let me know. Don't ever go to, don't go sightseeing unless you know what the hell is at those sites. Yeah, what you getting into? That's right. I mean, you know, don't, don't, don't take me somewhere and find out the only way that we get back is that if I jump off a cliff and swim across the fucking lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got friends, they love sightseeing, man. They're, they're like, go over in a car, drive around the countryside. I'm just not into it. I, I'm like, I'll go, I, I prefer to sit at the pool or, or hang out. I'll go if there's, like, if we ride, like, an ATV to go or be doing some form of horseback riding. Something exciting. I don't want to spend my vacation in the car. Yeah, I've, I've learned, I kind of learned a lot of my my tricks over there. I rented a, uh, what do you call it, a, a moped one time, and I crashed this shit into a pig farm. Oh, shit. That's not fun. No, no, not at all. But, like, you know what, nowadays I keep a lot of my vacations are on uh, hardcore uh, concrete because I'm not a type of dude that wants to go someplace that's a beach. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in being around a pool all day or a beach. That's not what I want to see. Yeah, I can say the pool for, like, eight hours straight. See, not me. I'm a concrete cowboy, man. Keep me on the goddamn concrete. I, I, that's what I want. I want the concrete. Matter of fact, I think when we were to New Orleans, if my hotel ain't have a pool, I probably would have died because of the, the swamp weather that was out there in July. Oh, well, that, uh, you know what? Louisiana is brutal. Brutal. So is Texas. We're talking brutal heat, but that Louisiana swampy shit, that is, that is, that's kind of special stuff, you know? Yeah, I thought people lived there. There's two places I would never go again in the summer. It's, it's three places. Orlando, Vegas, and New Orleans. Well, Vegas... You can't, they can't see me in July and August. No, 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 no. You, can't see you know what? I lived in Orlando. I lived in Orlando for like nine months, and that was uncommon heat. And I wasn't very far from the arena and uh, right. Disney. What is it? Is it Disney? Oh. What? What's that? One of those big ass parks in Orlando? Yeah, Disney and Universal. That's what it was. Universal. Matter of fact, I ate Thanksgiving dinner, eighty six degrees, 
at a hotel across from Universal. Oh, wow. But I didn't like Orlando at all. I did not like Flo- I don't like Floridians. They're a special breed of people. I tell you one thing, they can't drive for shit. No, and it's a special breed, especially when I went. I mean, black guys still had curls in their hair. It was, it was almost like I had stepped into like a, a comedy about the South in the South. So I was like, fuck that, man. I'm too city for this place. So I, I, I passed. But Vegas, I've been there when it's 107 degrees, 112 degrees. That shit yeah, is brutal. Yeah. That's actually not even really good for your respiratory system. Nope. That, that kind of heat. I think I did it one, we went one time in July and I was like, I can't, I can't take this heat. It was like, you can't even move. The whole body is just sweating. I like to go, really, my favorite month because it's my anniversary month is May. But I went last year, uh, in August. One year I went in October leading, uh, actually I was there Halloween. Halloween to the beginning of November. That was a little like off because it was like, you know what, you could use a jacket. As far as I'm concerned, I, I tell buddies of mine this all the time. I think there's months you don't go to Vegas, especially if you're a newbie, going to Vegas in a coat is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You miss, you miss out on so much. You miss out on the pools. He's a single man. You miss out on watching women walk around in bikinis. I mean, there's a lot of shit you miss out on because you're there in November and December. Fuck that. It's cold home. Why am I traveling from cold home to go somewhere cold? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I will only be there if there's an event happening or I have to go for some other reason. Yeah, and, 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 and actually, Louisiana, I really don't know what's the perfect time of year for that place because the few times that I've been there, it's been scorching every time. Yeah, they just can't escape anything. I guess maybe after September. Yeah. But I just, it's just hard to breathe in out there. It's just swampy. Humidity is just nasty. Like, yeah, but that's what I tell people. There's places like New Orleans you could go. And now all these websites like Home Away, Airbnb. You don't have to spend an arm and a leg on hotels if you... If you, if you don't have it. So there are ways of getting around to having an affordable vacation to get your ass off of the block. Yeah. A New Yorker could take his ass to Philadelphia and have a great time. Now, I wouldn't say go to Philly for long. Because Philly, you could throw a rock as far as you could throw it, and that's you're out of Philly. Yeah. And out of shit to do. But Philly is a beautiful place for a weekend. I When I lived in New York, me and my wife must have went to Philadelphia 10, 15 times because it was a nice, quick getaway. The fucking food is off of, out of control. Yep, and you could jump on the uh, New Jersey Transit. You just have to switch at a certain spot, but I took the train out to Philadelphia, so it's very doable, people. Uh, then when you get to Philly, I always had something set up. I would always have a baseball game or football game set up. And I golfed when I was in Philly. I always, I used to bring my golf clubs to Philly with me. So I would golf. And there's a train that actually goes to the corner of the golf, the, the, uh, the golf, uh, course. Can't be that. Didn't even have to have a cab. 
That's really good. Actually, maybe I'll look into doing that this weekend. Have to check and see what's going on. Oh, no. Damn it, I can't. And then I would run into people I knew. I, I would run into David I used to we used to work with. He lived in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I would see him down. Hey, David, I'm coming to town. You think you can come over and meet me? And he'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come. Okay. Oh, that's really cool. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. A nice, small little town. I always go to Center City. Fuck North Philly. Fuck South Philly. Fuck West Philly. Center City is where you want to be. It's about the safest place in Philadelphia. You yeah, know. Another thing people go. When you go on vacation, make sure you research where not to go. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't that person ended up in a, a dark alley somewhere. Matter of fact, me and my wife was in Philly, and we were on Broad Street. And we decided that we're going to walk to old, old Philadelphia. They have what they call Old Town, right? But we're like two fucking lunatics. We walk up maybe eight blocks off the main strip and start walking through the hood. And, you know, we, uh, we we keep running into Benny Siegel-looking motherfuckers every other block. <laughs> and then you, you start realizing, but you know what? I think part of the thing is that how if, you, if you carry yourself in a demeanor like you belong and you're not scared and you really legitimately aren't scared, people look at you and be like, I don't know who the fuck you are, and maybe you shouldn't be there, but they don't bother you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it was a dumb move. We would have been better off. I mean, we could have got on the bus, I think, at that time for us. Two dollars or took a ten dollar cab, but you know it was a nice weather day. And see, her ne- her ne- nephew went to Temple, so he was right there. Okay. So when we would go to Philly one once or twice, we would run into him, go out and eat with him and stuff. But he was right there in Center City because the University of Pennsylvania, Lincoln, and Temple are all right there. I think the only place that I, I felt uncomfortable was I had to go to the post office in um, New Orleans because I bought too much shit and I couldn't sit in my suitcase. So I had to go to the post office, and the post office is over by the the Mercedes Benz, the dome. Mm-hmm. And just walking there from my hotel, it was like everything on to get there was abandoned. Hmm. Like Luckily, it was in the daytime. If it was at night, I probably would have felt a whole different way. In the yeah. daytime, it was still a little sketchy in the daytime. I'm like, I shouldn't even be walking this way by myself. Yeah, but yeah, man, we, we've done that too. Now, I don't know if you know, you know where our Stratosphere Hotel is in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Well, we actually walked, me and my wife walked from there all the way to old Las Vegas. And that's another thing I wouldn't exactly. Okay, this up by Ben was, uh, is Stratosphere, so I don't know what comes after that. Uh, a lot of, like, bullshit and you'd be like what but you when you get midway through you're like oh i'm caught up now so let's keep going <laughs> so me and her have we definitely had some adventurous walks through other states and other towns but you're right always do your research man it, it does not hurt to know where you are where you're going where you should not be especially somebody coming to new york there's areas in New York you would think that everything is like sliving wide. You could just do what you want. No, there's places you should or shouldn't be. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about New York, that shit changes from it changes from moment to moment. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, from New York one time, and I had to meet a friend who was staying in 
the projects across the street from Marcy Tompkins. He's saying that the Tompkins houses. So I'm meeting him one day, one night. It was have to be like 11 at night. So I take the fucking G train. I didn't even know what the hell a G train was. <laughs> so I get up to stop. I don't know the name of the stop, and I'm waiting for him on the corner. And I'm on the corner, fucking block between Marcy Projects and Tompkins Projects. This had to be like 15 years ago, uh, 20 years ago. I'm like. What the fuck am I doing around here? I'm from Harlem. I don't know shit about Brooklyn. And I'm just standing between these two big-ass projects. And then finally he comes like, dude, why are you waiting for me inside the train station? I'm like, who the fuck waits inside the train station unless you say, wait for me in the train station? Yeah. I'm going to come out the train station and look around and, and wait for you on the corner. And, and people don't, in, in those type of areas, they don't take kindly to... It seems like everybody there has an eye out for who, they know who everybody's cousin is, everybody's brother, and it's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? And it, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, and I didn't just park up at Marcy and Tompkins. Yeah. Uh, look, I almost got, I think I told this story before, I almost getting robbed in Brooklyn, going to see a girl that lives over by King's Highway, I had to get off the train at Sutter Avenue, and it was a good walk to get to King's Highway. So I'm walking, and it was about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm walking up the block, and I'm like, motherfucker, these guys started following me. You know when someone's following you. So luckily, Brooklyn has those grocery stores that stay open all night. So I went up in the grocery store and just hung out in there for about 10, 15 minutes. And I see that the coast is clear. I think I put on my Hussein Bolt track shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so... I think that was Brownsville. I think that's Brownsville. Yeah, Southern Avenue, definitely. You 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 definitely want to know where you going, where you at. That's just what I call common sense. And a part of that is you have certain neighbors that they go through, especially a city like New York, they go through these phases of being clean from drugs, and then all of a sudden it's a drug area. Yeah, you definitely.